0: So are are you in your front yard on a soapbox preaching the gospel, or are you knocking on doors, going door to door, just speaking the gospel itself? Is that the only way you can then uh, be on mission to evangelize uh, your neighbors?
1: Or even evangelizing children, too. I've heard that, too. It's like, my mission is my children. And it's so limited.
0: You may be one choice away from a thriving marriage Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast with Brian and Jennifer Hartley.
1: Welcome back to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast. It's great to be here with you. And today we'd like to thank another person who left us a review. Jen, why don't you go ahead and read that for us?
0: I'll do that. This is from Basha Kelly. The Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast offers genuine insight into the various obstacles modern marriages inevitably encounter. Even though the podcast is scripturally based, the hosts are fun and entertaining. Very well done worth a listen. And, and thanks for calling us fun and entertaining because we we uh endeavor to to do that while speaking God's truth about marriage.
1: We do our best. So thank you so much and we would love to hear from you as well. If you could um rate and review this podcast. That is a great help to us. One of the things that does is also that helps other people find the podcast. That's and right. If you could rate and review the podcast, that would be great. Thank you. Of course, being a military guy, the idea of mission is an important concept. So Jen, when you hear the word mission, what do you think of?
0: Okay, I'm really embarrassed here, but I'm going to go with this anyway. You're on a mission and you're wishing someone could cure your lonely condition. I got to give my mic back to young MC in 1989 because he does that way better than me, but that's what's coming to me.
1: I'm so sorry. To those of you who are listening that
0: was... that's right hit the unsubscribe button no, <laughs> no but don't yes do that. They, don't do that. we're having a good time but yeah that that's kind of what comes to me and i think also the word the word mission um i'm thinking of like uh people who are missionaries and in going yeah. out and doing you know mission work right mm-hmm. yeah and for me
1: because growing up um, my dad being in the army me being in the air national guard when i hear mission it's it's connected to military oh no surprise it's, um you know one of the things uh, we say mission first, people always we talk about the ops tempo or the mission, and we're we're always focusing on what we're going to do when we have to actually execute the mission, when we're mm-hmm. going to do our wartime mission. So when I hear mission, I'm thinking combat. I'm thinking what we do as a military to accomplish the goals. Or like the movie Mission Impossible. Yes. Okay. You know, and but really I think a lot of people listening to this podcast probably think of evangelism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear that. I mean, in church, they talk about a lot of being living on mission. Oh, yeah. Um, share the mission of the church, sharing um, the gospel, or people go on mission trips. Mm-hmm. with Again, that's an evangelistic focus to that. We're going to share the gospel of Jesus. Evangelical Christians talk about living life on mission, meaning mm-hmm. living a life that points people to Jesus, sharing Jesus with your neighbors.
0: What like they, the, the missional communities or the missional churches. Yes. The, yes. The, the so are, are you right? a
1: missional church? What, right. Yes. And that's this idea of what that is. What's interesting is um, that idea you mentioned missionary earlier, mm-hmm. someone whose vocation is to share the gospel of Jesus with people who haven't heard of it before. Did you know the word missionaries actually originates with the Roman Catholic Church?
0: Sure do. So that's 1598, the Society of Jesus, also known as the Jesuits, sent members abroad on a mission to share the gospel.
1: So when I was doing research on this outline, actually, I didn't know that.
0: I was Really? The, no, I didn't. Well, well, again, I, w- I was raised Catholic. Many of you guys know half my life in the Catholic Church, half my life uh, in, in the Protestant Church, uh, but really liking to see that... Uh, we're all subject to Jesus Christ, so we're we're more on the same team than you might think. Right.
1: So I honestly, though, because, again, my thinking of mission being military, I was looking up, okay, where did the word missionary come from? Mm-hmm. And I was doing the research like, oh. It
0: goes back to the Jesuits. It goes back to the Jesuits. Oh, yeah. That's
1: interesting. Now, here's the thing, though. The common Christian perspective on mission, I think, is a little reductionist. How so? So the mission that God has for us is much bigger than simply spreading the good news of Jesus and marriage has played a big role in humanity fulfilling our our mission from the beginning now i want I want to be very clear on how I say this evangelism is an important part of the mission of I'm course not saying so for our audience i'm not saying that evangelism sharing the gospel isn't part of the mission it's just not the whole thing. see Jesus himself told us in matthew twenty eight that we 're to go make disciples and teach them everything he taught. The Great Commission is important. It's just not the whole mission. There's more to the mission that God has for us than sharing um, the life, death, resurrection, and what that means um, of Jesus, and what that means for people now.
0: And really, the mission of humanity has always been to represent God on earth, and the Apostle Paul fleshes this out more so in 2 Corinthians 5.20 and names us as Christ's ambassadors. It's an interesting thing, or at least always has been to me, that Christ's ambassadors, what does an ambassador do? Well, it's representing that country, that foreign dignitary to your you're coming from, in acting on behalf of that individual country or sovereign there. It's interesting because. In using temple themes and then language, uh, the first chapter of Genesis says that humans were made in that image of God, that imagio dei, and put on earth to rule over the earth in his stead, in in his place.
1: And I think that's really important. Something I've recently learned about Genesis is when you look at Genesis and you look at temple language, everything fits in. And then when you look at the building of the tabernacle, the building of the temple— um, the tabernacle and the temple, of course, had no image because the glory of God was in over the ark. But temples in the ancient world, the last thing you put in was the representation of the God.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the statue? The idol. Okay.
1: And so we as humans, the last thing God puts in his creation is those who will represent him Mm-hmm. and rule in his stead in this planet, in this temple he's created for himself. And so from the beginnings, we had a mission. Mm-hmm. We had a mission before Jesus ever came, before sin entered the world. Mission didn't come after sin. You know, Sin came after the mission. We were there to represent God. In Genesis 1, we see it was given to both men and women know, to rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the plants of the field and all that stuff. And in Genesis 2, we see that marriage exists, that men and women will work in concord to fulfill that mission, that story of God showing Adam that he was not designed to fulfill the mission God gave him on his own, that he needed a helper. And that word helper is, Ezer is the same word God uses when he describes himself as a helper. It's not a subordinate. It's an equal person, and together they fulfill that mission. So if all this is true, it means we should see our marriage relationships as strategic partnerships existing to make us more effective and fulfilling the mission that God gave us in the first place.
0: But there's two problems that a lot of couples have regarding the idea of mission and marriage. And I think that one of them is often that that idea is just way too narrow. Sometimes uh, they're thinking they're only on a mission when they're actively evangelizing their neighbors. So are, are you in your front yard on a soapbox preaching the gospel, or are you knocking on doors, going door to door, just speaking the gospel itself, that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead? Is that the only way you can then uh, be on mission to evangelize uh, your neighbors?
1: Or even evangelizing children, too. I've heard that, too. Sure. It's like, my mission is my children, and mm-hmm. it's so limited. It's like, my only responsibility— is to make sure my children become Christians. That's it. And so again, it's, it's a very small mission for a very big God.
0: No doubt about it. So we can't be so so narrow because, of course, you know Brian and I are agreeing that we should all be sharing the gospel with our neighbors, but it, it's just that one aspect of the mission. And I think the second and more common problem is that a lot of couples don't think about the role of mission in their marriage at all. Yeah. I mean, and it's okay if you're listening to this and you're just saying, "Well, well, goodness, I I've never thought about my marriage as having a mission." Well, we'll continue to listen into this because it, it is something that you can be that mission, carry out that mission, be that marriage on a mission.
1: So, a thriving marriage. We call it this podcast in our ministry Operation Thriving Marriage, intentionally tying into this idea that God has a purpose for you, mm-hmm. and your marriage is part of that, and. When we don't think about our marriage as part of how we fulfill God's mission, one, we're less capable of accomplishing the objectives God has for us. Yes, because we're not aware. Well, and not only that, Ephesians 2 says that there are good works that God's prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. If you are married, then that marriage is there to help you fulfill those good works. Yes. You know, you need each other, and there are things that I need to do that I'm not going to be as capable of doing if Jens not a part of it not helping me with that and likewise you need my support to fulfill what God has for you to do
0: that's the truth and I think we can also miss out on the fulfillment that we can experience from executing the mission together because you know we're we're out there and we're we're able to team up and we're able to just go forward being able to do that together. And then we could also miss out on the intimacy that comes from working towards a mission uh, together. I, I know you've you've talked about this over the years, Brian, between some of the friendships that, that you've uh, had in the military. So
1: one of the things that is interesting, stress can strengthen relationships. Mm-hmm. And so
0: when handled right, when handled well. OK,
1: so I have friends that we've gone through tough times in the military or even I mean, you see this time and time again, and it's even made fun of on social media about how quickly veterans will find each other and they will connect quickly.
0: Absolutely. Uh, oh, Jim, I, I see that all the time.
1: It, I was waiting at a car repair place the other day, and this older Vietnam era veteran saw me wearing um, my Air National Guard cap, and he walks up to me and he was Army. He had his Vietnam veteran Army hat on. And he's like, hey, good morning, veteran, or good morning, Airman. And we had a quick conversation. It's because we have the sense of connection that comes from the fact that we have spent a significant part of our lives working towards a mission together. And in our marriages, we can experience greater intimacy, greater connection when we are working towards a mission together. What
0: we need are mission focused. Marriages, and and when you have that mission focused marriage, you you need to take some steps to understand what that is, and to kind of bring that solution of what this is into focus. And this first step, I believe, is getting to getting this mission focused marriage is to accept. And to understand that mission is part of the intent for marriage. You, my friends, are on a mission for your marriage that God has for you. Don't resist this. This is something that's going to lead to that more um, fulfilling marriage We're for We're on you. a
1: mission from God.
0: That's right. <laughs> not not unlike the Blues Brothers. Um <laughs> whatever their mission was, right? But if this is a a newer concept for you, uh, we recommend that you spend the next week praying and meditating on Genesis 1, 26 through 28 together. And during that time, write down and discuss together what God reveals to you in that. And I think it's time also for you to start defining the mission for your marriage because there's going to be a mission for marriages in general. And we believe that God also has a very specific Mission for your marriage.
1: And to start with that is pray. Mm-hmm. Spend time in prayer. And this is something not just to spend time in prayer by yourself. This is really a time when you together pray and listen to God together. There's different ways to go about this. One way that is just simple is take some time, be alone in your in your bedroom or in the house if, if you have children and everyone's gone, or even just going for a walk in the woods. Um, Be together, hold hands, and then ask God to reveal your mission, to help you see what his mission is for your marriage, and then be silent together. Mm -hmm. Listen together. And then as you feel proddings from the Holy Spirit, as you hear God speaking, begin that conversation like, okay, this is what I think God's saying. This is what I'm hearing from God. And maybe your spouse will affirm that, and then okay, you'll keep moving forward. Maybe it's like I, I'm not sure about that. Then you pause and you listen some more. Don't rush it. One of the things that is more valuable than accomplishing things for God is worshiping God and being connected to God. Yes. God wants you, not what you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, God has chosen to work through people because. That's why how he loves us, but he doesn't need us to accomplish that. He can do it. He's God. So he wants you to focus on pursuing him and connecting with him. Take the time to listen and build that relationship with God as a couple.
0: Yeah, because c- communication and prayer, it's, it's a two-way thing. You're talking to God and, and you're listening for him to speak to you too. Another thing is reading the Gospels together. How was Jesus on mission and how can that be reflected it, it, yourselves individually and as a couple. And another one I, w- I would say, Brian, is, is seeking godly counsel, seek the wisdom, seek the advice uh, of others who are on that journey. I
1: think that that's huge, and plans fail for lack of many counselors. Mm-hmm. Jesus left a church, not left a bunch of individuals to flounder on their own. If you have a small group or strong um, biblical community from your church, that could be it. Maybe it's a Sunday school class, Maybe it's just your friends from church and you sit down over dinner and you talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Maybe take some time and ask your pastor, hey, can we sit down and talk with you a little bit? This is what we think God is saying. and Get some feedback on that from people who love you, love God, and are willing to listen to you and to seek God and pray with you to figure out where God is leading
0: you. And also, you can start with uh, what you already know. You know, are, are there some things that uh, you and your spouse have opportunities? to do in your community, people that you already know that you can be reaching out to? What kind of talents do you have? You know, with with Brian and myself, we had had a lot of experience over the years in doing marriage ministry in churches. And many of you know the uh, story of how the book came about, which was we really felt God calling us to write a book. And just looking in retrospect over the years, people uh, taking classes or seminars that we had taught had just said, guys, where's the book?" and you know, It was just like, well, there is no book. If, if you like the content, just take notes, right? Um, but uh, I, I think it was a really cool thing that God led us into, and, and that's why we're doing marriage ministry. Marriage ministry might not be the thing for you, but you as a married couple, what are you able to do, and and what do you already know that you can get there to minister to folks with? A really cool experience that Brian and I actually had a few weeks back was um a client of mine, a new client, had been hospitalized. Her uh, husband had died about five months ahead of time, and they had no estate plan in place. And I was contacted by uh, her daughter and granddaughter to do some powers of attorney. So if she was sick and couldn't make financial or uh, medical uh, decisions, that she'd appoint people to be able to do it. And uh, Brian came along with me, carved some time out of his schedule, to act as a witness. They were bringing another witness in. I am a notary. And went to watch her sign. And it was just an awesome thing because Brian was able to pray over this woman who just said to us, I'm so scared and was facing a really serious surgery. And Brian was able to just being who he was, bring a lot of peace uh, to her and to her family members and just bring a lot of encouragement because that's who Brian is. But that door was opened up because I'm an attorney and she was a client. And side note, she came through the surgery several days later with flying colors. So we were, blessed by that uh, as well.
1: And also, while you're figuring this out, there's some obvious things that, um, from Scripture that you can focus on. And this is, um, as you focus on these things, it's going to center your mind and get you be, help you better focus on what God's telling you to do in your ministry. One is, love as Jesus loves you. John 13, 34, love each other just as Jesus loves you. Love if you have children. Love your neighbors. Love your church. Love as Jesus loves you. Do good as you have the opportunity. Galatians 6, 10. If you have the opportunity to do something good, God has prepared good works in advance for you to do. That's right. When they come before you, do those things. Then, of course, share the gospel of Jesus with the people around you. Matthew 28, 19 through 20, fulfill the Great Commission. As you are living the broader mission of God and you are representing him to the world, you're going to discover and find the more specific aspects of spreading his kingdom that God has called you to do.
0: And also, I'm going to kind of throw in some some hints here. You'll notice that uh, in the Gospels, while Jesus was on mission, it's like he's going to go do something to perform a miracle, to spread the Gospel, to spread the good news. But on his way there, a lot of times the guy was interrupted. But that interruption even gave him another opportunity to heal, to spread the good news, to give that gospel message, to help others. So look out for not just being so focused on this mission at the end of things, but the journey along so that you can communicate that mission and do that too. And if you're looking for a resource to help you seek God's mission for your marriage, we recommend doing a vision retreat. And an organization that uh, we've been involved in and that we're certified as marriage mediators through is called Exo Marriage. So shout out to uh, uh, Brent, shout out to uh, Ashley and Dave and the crew over there. And they've got a great resource for this. And we will put the link in the show notes.
1: God created humans for a mission to represent him on earth. He created marriage as a strategic partnership to fulfill the mission that he's given us. God has a mission for your marriage. There's a special way that you together will represent him on earth that only you will be able to do because you are uniquely made in his image. When you make your marriage a mission-focused marriage, you'll see God work through you in incredible ways. You'll experience greater fulfillment in yourself and in your marriage as you live into God's purpose for you, and you'll build deeper intimacy as you learn to accomplish together God's mission.
0: So again, we are the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast. Thanks for being with us this time around, and we ask that you would rate and review our podcast so other people can find us. God bless you and thank you.
1: Jen and I started Operation Thriving Marriage to help couples and churches take marriages from merely surviving to thriving. We've got our book, we've got a blog, and resources for our coaching ministry, and you can bring us out for an Operation Thriving Marriage experience. For more information, go to OperationThrivingMarriage.com. That's OperationThrivingMarriage.com.